Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Today is my Friday, so I am very excited about that. Again, it's been a long week, and you guys know what that means. Work is working, but it's good. I'm excited because I'm going home tomorrow. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Just oh, for the you. weekend, but I'm so happy. Look at you. <laughs> Should we share the most exciting thing that happened to us this week, even though you might have forgotten? I have forgotten. It's been a long week. What was the most exciting thing that happened to us this week? We got BravoCon tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that did, was this this week? Oh, my gosh. Yes, we, we, we had recorded already. It was like, yeah, it's a week exactly tomorrow. <laughs> I'm ashamed a little. Why? Um, You guys, they were not cheap. <laughs> they were not cheap at all. And I cannot believe I spent that amount of money to go to BravoCon. But I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited to be going with you. I am too. Because here's the thing. BravoCon first happened in 2019. I was like, oh, that was nice to go. And I was like, who is paying that much? Ew, no. And then it sold out within a minute. So it wasn't even possible anyways. Then they canceled the one last time. And then this time I'm like, you know what? Life is short. A lot has happened in <laughs> since pre-pandemic. Who cares about these things? I feel like I, everyone's living their best life right now. Everyone is just like, what makes me happy? I don't care. I'm going to do it. I had the same uh, thought that you did because I was talking to a friend. I was like, is this childish? Should I be going to BravoCon at my age? She's like, what? What are you even saying? And then we thought that you couldn't go. And I was like, can I find somebody else? This is the moment I realized that I do not have Bravoholics in my life, like to the level that I desire. 
So I was going to go on my own. And then I just happened to ask you again. And you said yes. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I didn't say yes. I said YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, Aid was willing to spring up to the next level. And I'm like, no, honey, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But when I got the final bill, I was like, wow, that, that, that is what, that is some number there at the bottom of this email, but I'm really excited that we're going. Um, I hope we can find a hotel because that's the other thing. New York is not cheap, but I think it's going to be amazing. I think it was an event made for people like us. So I feel like it's, it's, it's us. It's for us. Yes. And you know, fellow people who like Bravo, I hope you feel this. People who don't are like, what are these women talking about? But yes, that was exciting. Well, do we have anything to update the people on? Nothing much. Just after party is on Patreon. It'll be on Patreon every week, including this week. Um, you can check out last week's on our Patreon. So yeah, go go check out what we thought of after party. Yeah, and I think they've been keeping up with how they how they were last season, where we are learning things that we did not learn on the show, which is the whole goal of after party. So I'm glad that they're sticking to that. <laughs> yes. Um, is after party spoilerish? Yes. Do I care? Not really. I disagree with. I don't think it's spoilerish. I think they want us to feel like it's spoilerish, but it's absolutely not. After last season, it's absolutely not spoilerish. <laughs> Point to, well taken. Yes, yes. I shouldn't yeah. be confident in anything that nope. I think that I'm learning from After Party. Nope. We were the clowns saying, oh, Jasmina and After Party, they're together. I mean, they were, but mm-mm, it wasn't. Mm-mm. Uh, Tane, what is happening in Mathsland? Listen, Aid, I'm only going to say one thing, and one thing should be sufficient for everything that's going on in Maps Land. Like, Brie and Vincent just popped up on us with the people exclusive, talking about we're having a baby. We're not talking about she's not showing yet. We're talking about her belly is out, out, out there, and she's pregnant, pregnant, and she's pregnant, and they're having a baby. <laughs> you know, I and it feels like... At least for me, it was it was a bit of a shock. I was not expecting a baby announcement from Brinson. Brinson. <laughs> I'm gonna call them that. I was not expecting a baby announcement from Brinson. Um. I, yeah. I don't think anyone. I think that's what it was. Was everyone expecting? Because it was a storyline. We're not sure how true it was or how deep it was for them, or if the show played it up. But it was a storyline where Brianna had concerns because of her health and she wanted some more time, but. Here we are, and we're happy for them. And so is everybody else. I don't think we've had as much activity on our social media of people saying congratulations to them. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to see it through us, but it's been everyone just being so happy for them. I'm happy for them. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I am analyzing the difference in reaction. I remember Woody and Amani, Woody was like, I want a honeymoon baby. So we kind of knew that they were on that track, but Brinson, I, I didn't think, I thought they had a lot more thinking to do, but I mean, yeah. they bought a house. It should have actually been more, more, more expected. Yeah. And, and the yeah. fact that she's so far along, I'm like, so is the baby coming like tomorrow? Like, <laughs> I know. Well, it's either she's far along or she's one of those whose belly popped out early, but I don't know. I guess I haven't been monitoring her stories or posts so intently because we should have known also because she was starting her workout routine working out all the time and all of that and then suddenly it wasn't there anymore I, and I, there were just a lot more posts about vincent 
So oh. we probably should have known. And then maybe it was a happy surprise. Doesn't that's that's also that. So either way, there's a baby coming. They're happy. I will say though, there was a comment where someone was not happy about the pose. Why do they have to touch their belly? Because everyone already knows they're pregnant and they should pose a different way. And there was a little back and forth in our comments. And I'm like, huh, that's a new one I haven't heard before. <laughs> there was that. <laughs> I mean, the baby's in there. So you just kind of want to touch it. I mean, I'm not even the father of any baby. And if I'm close with someone, I, I do ask permission, but yeah, you kind of want to touch it. Yeah. So that's kind of what you take a picture of because that draws your eye to the thing. And I'm sorry, the thing at that moment is the pregnant lady and her belly. Because we're announcing that we're pregnant. I don't know. It all tracks me. It tracks. I don't know. That, that's why I was like, that. That that is an angle. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> one last observation on Brincent. Once again, these other couples are stealing the new season's thunder. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, that you couldn't so have announced cute. before the season premiere? Like... Between Noy and Steve, you guys, these people will never have their moment in the sun. That is so true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, though, um, you know how last week we were talking about how close are the, you know, the, I never know what to call them. The first word that comes to my mind is always contestants. They're not contesting for competing for anything. The participants or the couples. But um, when the announcement came out, um, uh, Haley wish them congratulations page wish them congratulations page said i can't wait to meet you and brianna actually responded and was like she no not she can't the baby can't wait to meet you too i did not see clara i did not see virginia so i don't know the state of the relationship that does not mean anything guys i'm just saying i didn't see it it might have happened and i didn't see it but just to answer the question from last um episode we're all wondering what the status of their relationships are I mean, so. for posterity, you need to write something on the post. It's a big <laughs> announcement. That's when all your acquaintances come out of the woodwork. Um, yeah. But I don't want to judge because if there's a real friendship there and we're just yeah. judging because you didn't comment, that would be rude. Yeah. And these are just the ones that I saw her repost. So, you know, maybe she reposted and I didn't see it. But yeah, at the time, this was the one she reposted. Okay, so speaking of, Clara talked about picking out her wedding songs during her wedding with Ryan. If you know anything about Clara, she's into like playlists, into like books and stuff like that. So she talked about how the song selection, how Ryan picked certain songs, how she wanted certain songs and they weren't, you could only pick, I want to say five. I could be wrong, don't come for me. But I just thought it was interesting. It sounded like a little BTS, but it wasn't that interesting to me. They pick songs that they then have to edit over because we can't hear them because they're not going to get the rights to the songs. So it's just like, eh, that's nice that you pick songs. We never hear them. Yep. But again, we have to remember that it's their actual wedding. So it's free. So you might as well get some of the elements that you'd have given yourself. Um, Merla was watching the episode, the matchmaking episode, or the first episode, can't remember, and she posted a snippet of Dr. Pepper saying, we have to give them what they ask for, or we have to give them what they want, and then she posted, like, an emoji, like, huh, really? <laughs> like, news to me. So, I thought that was funny, because... I agree with Merla. <laughs> <laughs> 
She I said, mean, why are these people telling lies? I asked for no bald guy and you gave me a bald guy. Yeah. That and alone then... <laughs> says that you do not have to give people what they want. <laughs> I mean, repeatedly, we've seen them over and over say, we know they said they wanted eggs, but we believe that if they get Y, it will help them give them T, whatever that is. So... <clears throat> Noi really likes her Instagram. So after her whole divorce gate, it's quiet now. So she's back to just posting herself, doing like the most mundane things. But I guess that's what Instagram is for. And she definitely hangs out a lot with Alyssa. There's a lot of hanging out with Alyssa and pictures of them together. What happened to Noi and Lindsay are close? I guess that didn't last or she's close with both of them. Good for her. Well, Lindsay is in California, so they can't hang out as much. (laughs) So... Um, the Boston guys hung out together. Um, all five of them, I think they all came together for Mark the Shark's, um, photo shoot, the one that he had at his reception. Elijah one had a story. And in that it was Mark, Steve, Jasmina and Katina that were in the house. And he was like, can't believe it's been a year since I got my new family. And I just kept wondering, cause if you remember Jasmina and Noi were close too. But I don't know if they're hanging out with Steve and all that. Did they get custody of Steve? Are they playing neutral? <laughs> What's happening? What's going on? I don't know. Because Alyssa is definitely Steve, um, Team Noe with her whole, it's funny how people come on their stories and lie. Like, we don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And we haven't seen her hang out with the rest of them. So I don't know what's going on with that. Again, all speculation. I'm just saying what I saw, not that this is facts. And it looks like Elijah one got a cat. Elijah got a cat by himself or he got a cat with Katina? I mean, with Katina, but he calls it his son and all that. So I'm just saying he got a cat. Oh, I wonder if he took one of Mark's or maybe he was inspired by Mark and his cats. Probably. Probably. And finally, Michael has a 7 a.m. workout club where, you know, people just come and they work out presumably at 7 a.m. is my guess. <laughs> but I, I'm saying this because good for him because, you know, you parlay your job and take advantage of the platform one here. So if that's getting him new clients, new business, good for Michael. I kind of like the idea of using maps to build your actual business, but I'm still mm-hmm. looking at Steve sideways with his polo shirts and inspirational quotes. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to my judgment, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I know Mark has a lot of those like inspirational quotes and You'll be here a year from now. Laugh at this. You have to be strong to be this. I'm like, okay, dude. Anyways, yeah, that's all I got on my end. So how did you feel about this week's episode? So before we get started, according to our listeners, there were many messages. I need to learn how to say somebody's name properly. So let's go through that so that I I can get this right because you should get people's names right. Names matter. Her name is Stasha. Stasha. Yep. Two Stasha. syllables. Sta and Sha. Stasha. Yeah. My brain is like short circuiting because I'm like, I watched a whole episode and she was in it plenty and somehow I didn't ever hear Stasha. Because they never said her name really. Her sister said, my sister, they said that, but she said it last episode where we were calling her Stasia the whole time was Stasia. 
And then when she met Nate, Nate said, what's your name? And she said, Stasha. And I was like, oh, now we know what your name and how to say your name is Stasha. And then we were like, for sure, Pasakal was not calling her that. <laughs> Stasha. Yes. And if okay. we're wrong, people are going to tell us. So, <laughs> that's, so but, that's I, <laughs> but that's what I heard uh, her say her name was. Last week on the episode, everybody just said I said it wrong. So you are clearly saying it right. Because no one said you were saying it wrong. Yeah. Well, Stasha. Think, yes. <laughs> okay. We have to get started now. I'm going to get it right. I'm gonna, or You know what? I will do my very, very best, you guys. No, she's going to get it right. <laughs> All right. So did you have any thoughts on the episode overall? Um... I thought it was a little boring until the latter half. I kind of like the latter half. Like we're getting out of the weddings. And then I saw that Ben and Morgan are coming and I was like, oh, we're not out of the woods yet. But I thought it was a little boring. I'm just over the wedding. The weddings. I quite liked it. I don't know. I, I just, I, there was something about this episode that I just enjoyed. Even though we're still in weddings, you know, people are finally meeting each other. People are starting to get to know each other. Secrets are being revealed. <laughs> I don't like the friends and family part. So it's just the whole questioning, the whole, I'm like, ugh, let's get past this. All right. So we start the episode with Pastor Cal recapping that three people got married. And we get little lines Lindy says that she likes Miguel's nerdy hobbies. She's not me. She's not making fun of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, we hear Hostasha is really clean again, because they show that. We hear again about Justin's so-called celibacy. <laughs> I feel like they just picked an inflammatory word. Wait, but, did they say so-called or you're saying so-called? I'm saying so-called. You don't believe he was celibate? I believe he was celibate, but... One and a half years of celibacy, I feel like you could call that a break. You could call that, do I just, celibate seems like a very strong word. Huh. Okay. But we pick up where we left off last week with Kristen telling her dad that she's getting married. (laughs) And that they'll meet this man together and she hopes that he'll walk her down the aisle. Her dad says that he thinks she's insane and he has some concerns. Um, But, you know, by the end of it, her dad is like, go for it. And she says that now that she has his blessing, she's ready to go. And it was kind of a nice moment, which I was not expecting (laughs) at all. (laughs) It was nice because in the beginning, I was like, that is just a lot to ask of your dad. Like, come on. And they really played up his facial expressions last week. And I'm thinking that was a trick of editing because this week he was just like, you know, it'll be all right. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real pivot. I really, really liked her dad for this. I feel like this is a very kind reaction to have. <laughs> um, and then after we watch her dad be so great, we flash to Mitch still being an idiot about the bow tie. And every, all of his groomsmen, I, they keep, I think they keep on trying to like be supportive and change his mood, but they're dealing with someone who will have none of it. Um, like, you know, they're doing what we all do when we can't figure something out. They're like, let's try YouTube. And one of them says, we'll laugh about this one day. And I'm like, well, you guys are laughing now. It's him. <laughs> it's him that cannot laugh about this. 
someone actually, or maybe he calls himself a groomzilla. His, um, and then his friend called him one. Okay, so his friend called, which is appropriate. And then uh, somebody, Slomik, comes and she is called the stylist. And I was like, is she from the, the store? Um, I think we've seen a stylist maybe a time or two. And she comes and ties the bow ties. But it looks like she's also looking at a tutorial. T- <laughs> um, but you know what's so funny? The fact that she got a title card was very interesting to me. And she has such a unique name that I almost want to bet that I've seen her on a reality show before, but she had a mask on and I couldn't see her face, but, and I was also too lazy to Google, but I found it interesting that she got a title card. None of the other people ever get title cards. I mean, so Meek stopped that man from going over the edge about his bow tie. So maybe that's why she got his title card. Okay. Mitch tells us that he's just not the type to have a huge, crazy wedding. And he admits that he had a fit about the beard. Um, He does thank Slow Meek for um, fixing the bow ties. And then we flash back to Kristen. And her mom is wearing my favorite color, which is like fuchsia. Um, There is one bridesmaid who really looks like Lizzie McGuire. Hillary, what's her name? <laughs> Duff. Thank you. Uh, I just kept on looking at her like, has she been in a reality TV show before? She just looks really familiar. I don't know. Speaking of that, I just did a quick Google and Slomik was on David Tutera's reality show. She was an event planner for him for weddings. Um, so that's where I know her from. I am amazed at your recall. Oh, I have good recall. Reality TV. I barely remember David Tutera, much less somebody who appeared on a David Tutera show. <laughs> Listen, guys, if you ever go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and it's reality TV, I am your phone, your friend. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> blown away. Just blown away. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be like more tie-ins. That's interesting. I doubt it. It's still maths. Like, as much as we love maths... Maps is still not top tier of reality TV for a lot of people. Well, David Tutera is certainly not top tier. Um, so they should fit right right well together. Um, this was one where we saw the gift. Mitch gives her a plant and she's so excited because she says everyone knows how much she loves plants. And then in the, the other thing in the back is a ring. She was just blown away by the ring. She was so happy. She tells us a story about how it's meaningful because that last fiance put a the ring on a credit card that she ended up having to pay off. And karma has come to give her this ring. Oh, did I snort? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My bad. I'm just like, I mean, let her have her moment. I just, you know, Mitch is a walking red flag, so but let her have her moment. Once we got past Kristen's dad, it just felt like Kristen grew on me. <laughs> I haven't liked her very much for the past couple of weeks, but during this episode, I just, I liked her and I was hoping for the best for her. Hmm, that's nice. <laughs> so Mitch is talking about his dreams and tying up loose ends and his he meets his mom. His mom looks amazing. I also love her dress. It has a drape. It's just, it's just very nice. Can um, I ask, when you saw her mom, is that, she's gorgeous, at least to me, I think she's gorgeous, but is that with a little help 
of plastic surgery? Possibly. Oh, okay. I was asking. I didn't know if you noticed or if you had any thoughts on her face. My friend was texting me as we watched and she was like, holy smokes, Kristen's mom. But I was like, plastic surgery, right? She's like, definitely. But I was like, I can't tell because if it is, it's really good. If it is, it is good. And it may not be plastic surgery. It may just be like maintenance Botox. Or she had her young. She looks young. Yes, maintenance Botox. <laughs> or having her young. Either either one. Either one. Um, while Kristen's being interviewed, she can hear them cheering in the background. And they were cheering because he had asked her friends if she likes uh, bald guys. In her interview, she says everyone's going to be staring and she doesn't want to let him down. But um, she wants to be the best version of herself for everyone, but for him too. (laughs) Her mom comes out and Mitch asks the officiant if her mom is the bride. I would say this is the part where, I mean, her mom's boobs were out. (laughs) (laughs) My friend made that comment like, okay, tits out at your daughter's wedding. Okay. Kristen is um, she says everybody is going to look at my face and make a judgment based on the way my face looks in reaction to how her husband looks but all she cares about is making her husband um, feel wanted she does say she wants to kiss and if she if they don't she'll wonder if he's a virgin so that was funny Um, that was a leap though (laughs) It was quite the leap, (laughs) but it made sense, sort of. Um, Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper do a full on commercial for James Allen rings. Girl, I was, I was like, they've got the experts too. Oh Lord. (laughs) I was like, have I seen this before? If I did, I don't remember. As Kristen was coming down the aisle, I realized that I hated her dress less than I thought I did. I Um, had the same notes. I said, I like Kristen's dress more now. Like it looked better than whatever we saw at the dress shop. You know, they fixed whatever it was with the sheer and the yellow bra or the wrong tone, whatever. They fixed that. Maybe that's what took it over the edge. And I don't think I noticed the slit in the front maybe the first time. And that was really nice. Yeah, I think we forget their dress shopping, but there's also going to be alterations and last minute things done to it. So yeah, it turned out really nice. She comes down the aisle. She's very bubbly. She waves at him. They shake hands and I thought that was the kiss of death through their relationship. Your first interaction with your husband, uh, married at first sight, cannot be a handshake. (laughs) He can. We've had that a lot. They meet at the altar. Hi, what's your name? My name is this. We've had a lot of handshakes. I I, I thought Lindy went in right with the hug. I feel like that's a better okay. start. <laughs> that was extreme also. That was I not a hug. I didn't find that extreme at all. That was a hug for dear life. It wasn't like a hug. Nice to meet you. It was a hold. I, I would take a hug for dear life over a handshake right. in terms of setting yourself up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mitch and Kristen... Uh, I I don't know what Mitch is thinking. His face doesn't look very happy. (laughs) Um, She waves at his mom and she says she's Kristen, the bride. (laughs) Who else could you be? Um, Bonnie says, his mom says she looks beautiful. She tells Mitch he looks incredible. This man says nothing. 
Not a thing. I was like, I have, I mean, the bare minimum is to say you look nice. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, Mitch looks unhappy. <laughs> Let's chalk it to the nerves. Their introductions for both their families were fine. I don't remember anything interesting about them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the environmental stuff from him that later comes up, but it it wasn't anything I don't think that we didn't know. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, like, I have a water bottle, so it's fine. Uh, the vows are fine, also not very memorable. They are very awkward, though. The vibes are off. Yeah, it's not as warm and kind as the others that we've seen. Um, they do kiss. At one point, yeah, they do kiss. It's, it's okay. Yeah, and, and he then, didn't say with your permission, so. Yes. Um... And afterwards, she makes him take her hand. Like, she grabs his hand, because what is Mitch going to do? And I thought, is this going to be, like, a, a, a microcosm of their whole relationship? If anything's going to happen, it's going to be her, because Mitch won't do anything? Mm, you might be right, but with maths, you never know. I feel like my confidence is shattered in maths. Like, I, I consider myself an expert in maths, but I feel like I know nothing. Like if someone asked me anything, like I wouldn't have predicted again that Olajuwon and Katina would be the one standing couple from last season. So it just feels like anytime I want to make a prediction, I'm I'm second guessing myself and questioning myself. I know nothing. Which is very funny because when Mitch started acting a fool, I was like, Tang did call this. <laughs> Tang you're generally better sometimes at predicting than I am most of the time probably I don't I, I okay I won't say I'm confident in like their relationships but just when it comes to judging them that's where I am but I was also wrong about Michael so <laughs> but just judging them as people is usually where I'm like you have bad vibes get away from me uh, okay, that's true. And you had that with Mitch, where I was like, oh, he cares about the environment. <laughs> that was like a red, red flag. <laughs> there, after wedding, the way they were walking was strange. But when they did start talking, it was very comfortable. That is interesting you say that, because I'm like, if this was my first convo with a husband, I'd be worried. I think the part that really got me is where he told her that Pastor Cal told him to shave his head, which is <laughs> which is what I said. <laughs> Just shave it all off. It's better than balding. Um, and I kind of liked that little snippet of, which the first of two snippets we got about how the experts uh, are involved in the process. Yeah. They may I not mean, pick them, but they're involved in the process. <laughs> Um, their first conversation is it's just a little too bad first date. They talk yeah. about her dog, he talks about his beaches, he tells her he works a lot. I think that's the terrible thing to say on your first conversation with your wife who you just met. And he says he's a professional environmental activist, and she's like, you know, we're aligned because, like I said, any effort here is gonna come from her. And she has a water bottle and she recycles. And I was just, I don't know, the whole conversation, it was comfortable, but the topics were not good. So it didn't read as comfortable to me. It read as uneven. I feel like it didn't matter who was there. If there was a 
trash guy who she was married to, Kristen is going to say, I throw trash. I have a trash can. She was going to find a commonality even if it killed her. And I think I felt convicted after an after party that this girl was just going to, she was determined to make it work with whoever. So it felt a little, like you said, it was awkward for me. So I didn't think it was comfortable. It just felt like she was trying so hard to match him wherever he was. Like whatever you throw at me. And meanwhile, Mitch, on the other hand, was in a way trying to self-sabotage, whether knowingly or knowingly, because that is not first conversation talk. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So our next is a selfie cam. Morgan and Ben basically saying it's sad he has COVID. Um, He, like, is there some sort of moral thing about COVID now? I feel like there was a time (laughs) where you would like be like, oh my God, you got COVID. But I mean, it's everywhere. (laughs) You can be vaccinated. You can be masking. You can be doing everything and you still might get COVID. Poor Ben is like, I wasn't out clubbing. I was like, no one said you were. Well, it was so disingenuous because he said, I tried everything I could not to. We just saw you outside with your friends hanging out and shaking hands. And you did all those gym shots uh, for the show without a mask. So I don't know how you tried your hardest not to get it. Like, Like you said, it's just everywhere now. But don't try to say you did everything you could because you kind of didn't. I mean, he was shooting the TV show that he signed up for. I don't, I don't mean, I get what you're saying. Like, why did you have to say you're doing everything you could? I don't think there are very few people doing everything they can at this point. Yep. That's, that's March 2020 behavior. Yep. Um, Just say it's unfortunate it happened. We going to get through this, but don't add the, I didn't go out clubbing. I did all I could, but I guess it didn't stop. I felt bad for Morgan though. Like what if people flew in? I was confused as to why Ben didn't have a shirt on though. That part I didn't quite get. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fever. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> You're trying to find a reason for this man running around with no shirt for no reason. Um, uh, Pastor Cal says that Morgan and Ben face an uncertain future. But the other couples have taken their first steps as husband and wife. I thought that was a bit dramatic, but you know. Uh, <laughs> they, they're making t- up. There's just two experts. They got to make up for no third. So we watch Lindy and Miguel take their pictures. Uh, They're standing around and Lindy tells Miguel that it was her dream wedding. That she couldn't look at him. And she, the first thing she saw was the suit and she got panicked about the fashion forward suit. But then when she got closer, she saw him and she's like, oh, he's good looking. Red, Red flag for me. I'm like, if this girl is overthinking a fashion forward suit, (laughs) where do we go from here like how is that something that bothers you that someone is wearing a really nice suit (laughs) i mean nice in the eyes of the beholder these suits this this weddings are they're subject to opinions because they're so out of the norm well yeah well i guess she didn't say nice she said fashion forward so it wasn't the huge but why would you overthink that like why would that make you spiral (laughs) you don't know what you're getting so while they're standing around, her friend tells her, out of earshot from Miguel, he looks like your dream, your dream, he looks like your dream guy. His family takes some pictures and Lindy's just like, he's so cute. Miguel says that it feels natural and he tells us that he has to be on top of his game. They show us their pictures and it's like 50% kind of awkward and 50% very cute. Mm-hmm. 
They could have done. I didn't. I was like, this is not the best of the batch. Mitch and Kristen are also taking pictures. Um, I kind of liked how in one picture he's holding his niece, who's wearing a pink jacket, and then her mom is wearing a pink dress, and it just looked very aligned. Mm-hmm. Their pictures were ugly. There is that the background. I don't know. This someone made a comment about that, and it's so true. They had this picture against like a really ugly wall. And I'm like, the one thing you could always give maps was the backgrounds are always like, you know, gorgeous. And it complements, you know, the photos. But this time it's like, they're like in a haunted mansion or a haunted garden. And I just, I don't know. It's a choice to take it against that wall. If anybody can find the venues, please send it to us. Is it that they picked the worst spot in the venues to take pictures or was the venue that ugly? Okay, San Diego listeners, assemble. Let us know. (laughs) So Mitch is kind of in a crappy mood. And she is already making excuses for his shitty behavior. She's like, well, it's taking pictures. It's not the best time. And I'm like, I hate this man so much. (laughs) She helps with his bow tie because, you know, she's just, apparently she's just going to fix things for him. And her friend asks if they're bonding. And she's like, he's overwhelmed. Um... He's happy, he says. Oh, she asks if he's happy. And he says, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can only be happy within some certain time windows when it's like late afternoon, evening, but not like so early. You've known someone just an hour. You have to know them three hours. Mass is great because they stick a camera in your face and you just dig yourself into a grave. So they do that to Mitch because he says, Oh, at first glance, I thought she was really pretty. And if he could have just stopped there, but no. Then he continues. Oh, he wasn't right off the bat attracted. He's like less into the physical, more into the lifestyle. She's more mainstream. You have known her for three hours. I don't know how you can call her mainstream. He is more attracted to a woman in her natural state. And he'd love to see her more of a natural type. And this whole like word vomit should have just stopped a long time ago. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Like, he's been shitting on the entire wedding as if he didn't know what the show was about. This is the thing that irritates me. You knew there was going to be a wedding. You knew there was going to be some pompadour and all that kind of stuff. You knew you're most likely going to get a wife who's into it and it's her day and it's one day. And it's like, oh, this thing, I wanted a small wedding. Then go find your own wife. If this is a compromise you have to make to actually, because he said this is probably the only way I could get married, which is a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> then you know what it comes with. Make your peace with it before the day. And then now you're like, all these things. Or Who doesn't know, like, you get makeup on your wedding day? Like, <laughs> like also, don't say it out loud. Think these thoughts and tell your friend later. But shut up. He, I mean, he's, he's, he starts to pull out some positivity when they come back around, but like they're about to take a picture and the camera person is like, Oh, do you want to like kiss? And she's like, are you okay kissing? He takes a couple, two beats too long. And then it's like, sure. I'm like, please do not kill yourself to, to kiss this woman. Um, I'm just glad that he did though. It would have been terrible. <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave, leave her hanging. Okay. So bitch. I won't say redeems himself because he can't, but he does say, you know, she's voluptuous. That's a plus. She loves the beach. She's got a dog. He thinks he likes her. Please do not put too much effort in. 
into saying that you like her. Don't, Please don't continue hold, with the bare minimum. Don't hold back. <laughs> uh, Dr. Pepper says, now that everybody's married, it's time for receptions. Um, Miguel and Lindy are standing, getting ready for their first dance. Miguel and Lindy, they go over their names. He says, your last name begins with an E, and then before they can even finish that part, it's time for them to dance. So he never found out her last name. (laughs) Um, It is clearly freezing cold, I guess, in February in San Diego, because Mm -hmm. she's got this beautiful wrap on. Um, Last week, Alexis had Justin's jacket on. Like, everybody's cold. They go out to the dance floor, they start dancing, and Lindy says she doesn't know how to dance, slow dance. Um... Because we cannot miss our reminder that Lindy grew up sheltered and she's never been to a dance. I have a comment um, on that. <laughs> I Like you said, I understand that they have to play up her religious background. But I don't know how to slow dance and be intimate. I don't... Disingenuous to me because it's like, Lindy, you're having sex with people. <laughs> I don't... Well, you can't dance because you didn't dance like okay you didn't have sex either you weren't allowed to now you do so that's also intimate so what's the correlation babe i don't i don't get it miguel is just super just and he's good he's very good he's like oh you can put your hands where you want to um they have a really nice first dance but he does say that he's like, oh, I don't have to tell you you're pretty. And she's like, yes, you do. <laughs> I, I actually very much enjoyed that. That was a dumb thing for him to say. I like how she was very quick with a like, yes, you do. And then he was like, okay, I do. And he went along with it. So it was, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. And to add that he said, I don't have to tell you you're pretty because you are pretty. Not like, I don't have to tell you you already know. But yeah, it was cute. <laughs> then we go back to Mitch and Kristen. Mitch is telling someone that they need a jacket for Kristen. So that's nice. I was like, you could give her yours. That's an option. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mitch. They both agree that they haven't slow danced since high school. Her dance is not too bad either. She tells us that she wants to kiss him in private. No friends, no family, his mom. She's looking forward to private kisses. Mitch complains to her during the first dance about her shoes and being dressed up because he's happy that she switched to flats. And this woman reassures him. She's like, it's okay. Like, yeah, this isn't like my normal. Yeah, because I'm not dressed for a wedding every day, you dumbass. I feel like he was telling her how she disappointed him, and I didn't like that. I mean, everything about Mitch was a disappointment anyway, so... His next line is about how he has a history of liking people too much and then they fall from grace. So he's hoping not to like her too much so she can't disappoint him. (laughs) And I was just like, this is not a well man. This is not a well man. I just, you know, I'm going back to the matchmaking. Were there red flags? Yes. But you're telling me that of all the people they, they saw, this is who they thought, you know what? He's ready for marriage. He's a, I mean, we'll have to see how it goes, but so far, not so good. So far, not so good, indeed. Okay, I'm so nervous right now, you guys, because it's been a long time since my tutorial. Stasha. Yes. Okay. So we go to Stasha. We go to Stasha and Nate's um, wedding. I love their decor, and I think their decor looked even better in the dark. 
Um, they joined the many people who have been on MAFs and myself during our first season about not knowing that tapping the glass means you're supposed to kiss. <laughs> For those of you that are new, when we first started, what Aid is referring to is they did the clink glass and I think it was Woody and Amani that didn't know what it meant. I'm not sure which couple, maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to forget. Wo- what is their name? The friend of Woody? Was it Karen and Miles? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just blanked. Yes, Karen and Miles, maybe one of them. They didn't know what it was. And then Aiden and I were going back and forth like, how do you not know? You watch maps. Every season they do this. But I've come to find out that every season there is a couple who does not know what it means when everyone starts clinking the glass, what it means. So they were our couple this season because they're looking at each other like, what does that mean? What does that mean? But I didn't blow my gasket because now I'm used to the fact that there are indeed people who don't know that are. And maps. no matter how many seasons of maps I had watched up until that point, I did not know either. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, we get a jacket for Stasha. I was just waiting to make sure it was right. Um, so they have a conversation about where they're going to live. I mean, it wasn't posed that way because Stasha kind of snuck it in there. But she's like, oh, do you want to stay in San Diego? And he's like, I'm enjoying San Diego. I'm assuming at that point he she knows that he just got here like last year. But he's open. Um, one of them says power couple. I think it was her. And then he gets excited because he's like, yeah, that's what I wanted. Power couple. He did. Uh, did she asked, he asked her if she requested younger. Once again, making a joke of of what Dr. Pepper said. We find out that her lowest number was 33. And Nate said that he said 27 to 34. And Pastor Cal is like, oh, you want an independent woman? Uh, Are you sure you're going to get that with a 27-year-old? Maybe we can nudge it up a bit. (laughs) This is the hand of the experts that we are seeing here. Yeah, good for them. I'm actually glad because, I mean, he didn't tell him. He just said, this is what you asked for. So, you know, what you asked for should be in alignment. Yeah. All right, guys, we will be right back. Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day are up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earnin to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Autocall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Autocall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. 
They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule and grapefruit paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we are back with Alexis and Justin. These poor people are freezing to death. All of our couples. Um, And Alexis looks at someone who we can't see and asks if they can move the heater closer because her husband is cold. Did you hear her call him baby? Yeah, I did. Um, (laughs) Alexis says that she likes him. She's telling Justin this, that he's a good balance, that she's a little, she's a little firecracker, but he lets her be free. And I thought this is the same woman who said, I'm going to fall in love with you was a little bit too much last week. And like, (laughs) it's been a couple hours and now he lets her be free. I don't know. That seems, I I told you Alexis doesn't process stuff the way we do. (laughs) We just have to take it as as we see it. Whatever she gives us, we roll with it. <laughs> I'm not going to give Alexis too much guff, I guess, because no matter what, and I give this credit to Lindy too, like, it's nice to see people who are trying to make this thing work. It's the first day. It's the easiest day. But they are trying. And that is the point of this show and this experiment or whatever it is, to try. I will say that so far... I'll give that to all of them, except Mitch. They're all trying. Definitely. Because even um, Stasha, where it might seem like it's easy for her, like Keisha said, everyone thought she was going to be nitpicky. She might have said, I don't want someone that has braids. That's childish. (laughs) But she didn't. She's rolling with it, and they're all in it so far. And it's kind of nice to see the beginning where all of them are in it. It gives you that false hope that Mavs is so good at. It, it really does. Um, and that's, I think, one reason why I just enjoyed this episode. I was filled with happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. For a, a moment there, I was like, maybe Mitch and Kristen, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good with positivity I was. Mitch is his own downfall. I feel like they've given him a great person. He has one of those wives, the likes of um, Shawnee's, the likes of, who's the one that was with... Uh, Zatch, Mindy, the likes that are of Paige that is like, whatever happens, I will give it my all. And you are such a fuck up that you are going to fuck this up for yourself. Again, speculation. I do not know. Yes, yes. There are a bunch of people who are really willing to try, at least at this point, at this point. Um, Lindy, like, I always feel like Mindy got a lot of credit, but, and she deserved it. I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but. She never actually, because of Zach, she never made it to the hard part. So it's like, oh yeah, Mindy tried real hard, but she didn't really have to because he wasn't really there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But okay, where she tried was she kept giving him chances. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But Lindy and Miguel are up next. 
Miguel's friends or family have brought paddles with Miguel's face on it. Um, which I don't, I'm like, but it's not fair. Why were there Lindy paddles too? Um, but I did enjoy Miguel paddles. They were funny. Um, Miguel and Lindy are sitting there talking and Miguel asks if she speaks Spanish and she turns a question back on him. Like, do you speak Spanish? And he's like, see, and then she's like, I've tried. I went to Spain, but I just can't learn Spanish. Then he says a lot of words in Spanish and she understands a response. I was like, I think you're probably better at this than you think. I think Um, that when he started speaking Spanish, I think Lindy wanted to jizz herself. She was already (laughs) smitten by Miguel, but that just took her over the edge. And this is the moment where I questioned just for half a second, the only time we tell if Lindy has some kind of fetishization, because the first thing she said was, oh my God, I'm obsessed with all things Spanish. (laughs) So... And she makes other comments through the rest of the episode that I was like, hmm, I'm watching you, Lindy. I like you for now, but I'm watching you. In an interview, <laughs> adding credence to Tane's watching, she says she feels like a fangirl with the paddle face, but she has a good time with it. Lindy calls it the best day of her life. And I'm like, I'm so happy that you feel this way. Oh, yes. Kristen and Mitch are sitting down and talking too. They ask if they've been married before and they both say no. And then Mitch decides to add on that he doesn't have kids either. He doesn't have kids either. And I'm like, at this stage of the game, I I think they would have been mentioned if they existed, these children. (laughs) Kristen says that they talk about the vows and how they're really going to do this. And Mitch says that he doesn't vow unless he means it. He can't lie to people unless it's a cop. I thought that was a bit of a weird joke, but okay. Um, <laughs> I actually thought it was a precursor for something. Like, we need to watch out for something. There's a reason why they're showing us this. He's gonna lie. Christian <laughs> <laughs> uh, said that she requested a bald dude, and he says that the bald head works for him, even though it's new. Um, Kristen, I'm sorry, Mitch says that it's been an hour, and he likes that she took off her heels. But he doesn't like that she's dragging around the dress. He just wants to chill with his wife. Motherfucker. <laughs> it is her wedding day. Her dress is not a flipping like Princess Diana length train. Like, what is this man talking about? He's so rude. That was just a weird. I don't like that she's dragging her dress around. Like, first of all, I won't I won't lie. My first question was, does that hurt the environment in some way? Because I don't. I don't get what his critique is. He has this whole thing about, I want a natural down to earth woman. And you, you, I guess my thing is you don't know if she's that or not on her wedding day. <laughs> it's like, if you want someone who never wears makeup, I mean, you just don't know because most people, even people who never wear makeup are going to wear it on their wedding day. Their cake is very unique. Um, it's supposed to look like greeny or something. It looks like something that they would use in, what's the name of that movie with the witches and Bette Midler? Witches? Yeah, they're witches. Double, yeah, double, double, is, trouble. Yeah, it's called Witches. The Witches. <laughs> okay, the name of the movie is Witches. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Isn't it Hocus Pocus? Oh, yeah, Hocus Pocus. My bad. There's another one called The Witches, but that's with um, Glenn Close or whatever. We digress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, the the cake looks like something out of Hocus Pocus. Um, it, it 
it's green and wrapped or maybe seaweed. I don't know. It was ugly. Um, and he's like, oh, it's a beachy, sustainable, organic cake. I was like, okay. Um, then they well, show... He, he had the good grace to apologize. Because when they were trying to figure out what it was, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's my fault. I probably asked for something, whatever, sustainable, blah, blah, blah. But Kristen did figure out that it's seaweed. And I was like, oh, okay. It was ugly. That's what it was. And then they show a shot of them, like, him about to cut the cake. And he's, like, holding the knife. And she's like, it, it was a very strange shot. <laughs> it did not look right at all. I don't know if anybody else noticed. <laughs> I didn't. So we get a montage of all the couples dancing on the dance floor and having a good time. I mean, it's kind of nice to see them enjoy their wedding. Like, of course they should too. If you get a free wedding, you should enjoy the fuck out of it. Wedding's expensive. E- even if you don't even stay together, you got a free party. Okay. and we also get a peek at their cake cutting as well we also get a montage so we start to see different shots of that lindy and miguel their cake had like five tiers uh three or four of those were dummy tiers i I know know the math did not pay for five tiers (laughs) no i know for the most part like for wedding cakes they have dummy tiers but i'm just like what was the idea of having it because then they showed i want to say stasha or justin it was just two so i'm like what was the whole goal with making it that high Anyways, um, Miguel and his sayings, if you remember last episode where he said in a couple or in a relationship, there's always one person that settles. And to this week, what we get is how you cut a cake is how good you are in bed. I don't know the correlation. I think you just put the knife and cut it down, but. I, I, I don't know it either. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm a baker like people expect me to cut the cake at gatherings like it's a hard thing to do <laughs> and i'm like it's just cutting a cake anybody can do it but you know i don't know sometimes not everybody can do it it gets messy so you just have to play with fire like you're like balancing the cake on the edge of a knife and you just plop it down i'm very good at that that's a skill um they show nate and stasha and nate apparently does not know that when you cut the cake you have to eat it because he walked away and someone's like uh he's like oh wait oh you have to feed it oh okay my bad (laughs) that was funny to me (laughs) so we see lindy talking to her friend gabby and she whispers how she is crushing on miguel and the next thing i hear is and puerto ricans are good in bed yeah, See that, guys? Was, that was not good. That was not good. See, guys, I'm not, I didn't come from nowhere. This is where I was like, okay, we'll roll with it, Lindy. You're happy. So she sits with Miguel's sister and they chat and she asks her how she's doing. And Lindy says the night is going better than she dreamed of. And his sister Priscilla tells him that, tells her that he needs effective communication. And in the past, he has had words with no action. I think Lindy is very intense, but I think this is just how she talks. And she tells her that, you know, the most important person that she's going to speak to is him since their parents are not there. His sister tells Lindy that they grew up in a tumultuous situation, but she'll learn all that in time. And I think we will learn all that too, because we don't know much about his family situation, which is funny that we didn't get that in a matchmaking special. I mean, he did talk about how his mom left. Okay. Okay, so I'm the one who's failing here. (laughs) So I think um, Lindy and Priscilla match energy in the way they spoke. I just thought both ladies were talking very... It was very intense. 
It was very intense. So, and therapy speak. So I raised my eyebrow a little when his sister was trying to make the sentence or say the fact that, you know, Miguel grew up a well-adjusted man despite it all. And Lindy's response to that was, that's shocking. (laughs) I feel like I'm not sure what you're supposed to say to that, though. Because, I mean, not ideally, but I think usually the idea is that if you go through trauma, then it affects you in some way. So it's it is shocking to hear that someone apparently is not affected by their trauma. Yeah, I don't I think don't it's think true. You, I don't think you say it out loud. You kind of just go, "Wow, that's great," or some, but not that's shocking. Like, what he's supposed to be? A, I don't know. I didn't think <laughs> but it again, was negative. No, I don't think it was negative. I just didn't think it was necessarily the best response. But again, different circumstances. She's talking to her new husband. She's never met. She's talking to his sister. You know, things fall out your mouth that you didn't mean to say but Lindsay says that she's also from a turbulent upbringing and for both of them they're either going to trauma bond and grow or the trauma is going to destroy them i don't think she's wrong what did you think i just have such issues with the wrong usage of the word trauma bonding okay you trauma bonding is not where you both have trauma and you bond over it Or if you have separate trauma and you bond over it. Or if you go through something traumatic together and you bond over it. Trauma bonding, and this is where like therapy speak sneaks its way in and then like is completely misused. Trauma bonding is when your partner causes you trauma, basically creates the chaos, and then bonds you to them by like saying that you got through the trauma together. So in your mind, you're like, well, we got through the bad thing together. But one half of the partnership caused the bad thing. That's what trauma bonding is. So I'm today's years old when I found out that's what it is because I didn't consider it trauma speak. I mean, yeah, I didn't consider it um, therapy speak. I just thought it was like a saying, like trauma bonding is just like when people who call each other to be miserable together because of something, (laughs) a shared experience that was bad. But I did not know that it is because the abuser was the one who caused it specifically in a relationship. So I just learned that myself. Well, I think, um, and in Lindy's defense, maybe she wasn't, you know, maybe she was just using words together and who know, you know, the, the therapy speak was accidental, but I just, I don't know. I, 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 if, if I was a betting lady, I think she was using it the way I think a lot of people use trauma bond. I don't think a lot of people know that fact that you just shared. Yeah. Very true. I, I agree. I don't think a lot of people know. I wonder why I know that, actually. Um, I am not surprised you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of facts. Random things that no one actually needs to know. <laughs> um, but anyway. that being said, going by the definition, the wrong definition, I don't think she was wrong. I think they're either going to, especially given what we know of Miguel's um, character, where he just entertains toxicity. I can see that happening. So, but I'm hoping for the best for them. I'm still rooting for them to be a boring couple that are still happy. So we see Lindy's brother talking to Miguel. This is the part that I usually don't enjoy where they just grill them and ask them these questions that I don't know if they're natural or the producers fed them. And then he said that he and his mom are believers of God. And does Miguel believe in a higher power? 
So you can see Miguel, you know, trying to choose his words carefully. And he's like, um, organized religion does not make sense to me. Like, you can't tell one person that they're wrong. Everyone believes something different. We don't know who is what or who believes in what and who's wrong or right. And it's unfair to just say this person is right and this person is wrong. And very obviously, good for him for standing his ground. But that was a fail for her family. But I don't understand because from what we gather, Lindy is not religious anymore. And her brother says having a relationship with God is everything. And he was hoping that his little sister would end up with someone who believed in God. If she doesn't, why is the onus on the person she's getting married to? <laughs> um, I, I I was really bothered by Lindy's brother's question because I just wanted I hear I heard a lot of what he wanted, but I was like, what does Lindy want? Why are we talking about that? Who cares if you wanted your sister to marry someone who believes in Jesus Christ? Did your sister want to marry somebody? And I'll give Lindy's brother that he tried to go for the lowest common denominator of religion. He didn't say Jesus Christ. He said higher power even. He didn't even say God. You, you, you just know the producers crafted it because when he said, my mom and I are believers of God, I don't know if I've heard that phrase before. <laughs> but I, it was just annoying because I'm like, of course, I mean, if you're religious, then you want your your family to marry somebody religious, but it doesn't really work that way if the, the family member is not religious. I had a question also. I don't know if I missed this or something because this would make me, like, maybe I shouldn't go so hard on Lindy. Lindy's mom and brother seemed like they were not full Caucasian. Okay. Oh, you didn't see that? Because I was texting my friend, and my friend, she's married to a Puerto Rican, and she's like, yeah, they look. Her um, mom, definitely, yes. Yeah, and then her brother, but then her sister looks just like her, and she looks um, full Caucasian. So I was like, I don't remember anything about that, but that was interesting, so I wasn't sure. I was going to ask you. I'm hoping that we find out later. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping we find out later. All right, listeners who know everything, please set us straight. Let us know. So we, you know, before I talk about Mitch and Kristen, I something I forgot to say when we talked about the wedding. If Kristen was going to spring this last minute on her dad on the wedding, the least she could have done was get her dad a tux or a nice outfit. This man came thinking it was just a nice brunch with his daughter. So he only had his nice pressed blue shirt buttoned down. It wasn't even like long sleeve and pants. And that was how he walked her down the aisle. Like, I thought he could have just got her her dad an outfit. <laughs> you know, I did not even notice that he was not very dressed up. He was not. He was, the outfit that he was in during the conversation while he sipped on his mimosa is what he walked her down the aisle with. Oh. <laughs> so I don't He's know what a great father. I don't know the wedding pictures would look like, but yes. Mitch sits down to talk with Kristen's mom. And once again, I am taken aback by her. Like, she looks so young. <laughs> like, I was just like, whoa. Um, but I felt like she was stiff. And she asked Mitch, you know, what was your impression when she walked down the aisle? And Mitch just gets so flustered saying that, you know, when she was walking down the aisle and then she, it was her instead that walked down and he was like oh is that my wife and it was like i was like okay answer the question what was your thoughts when she walked down the aisle he continues to stammer and was like like she's certainly beautiful 
And, you know, she takes that from you. And it's like, you know, I don't believe in love at first sight. I'm like, oh my God, where are we going with this? His mouth is a shovel. Wow. He just keeps on digging. Wow. So I don't know. I don't know if he answered the question, but he made sure to say that he doesn't believe in love at first sight. Again, adding to my thinking that Mitch was just trying to self-sabotage as best as he could. So his, her mom asks why he did this. And he says he did this because he took a risk, um, leaving his successful career because he was not happy. He did this in his mid thirties and now he feels like everything is coming together. And the only thing that was missing was a wife because Mitch never stops. He's still rambling. And he tells her mom that financial success is not a priority for him. And he's more mission focused and hopes that she appreciates that in him. Is there anything more self-sabotaging than that? <laughs> I, I mean, you can make it. I mean, he made it sound as good as he could, but he basically told her mom, yeah, I just, I'm not going to be able to financially uh, support your daughter. <laughs> I don't, I, and I just don't think it's what a mom wants to hear. Yes, that's, that's exactly my issue with it. Like, I think eventually, yes, you need to be clear and upfront. One, it's not wedding day talk. It's not first time meet your mom conversation talk. It's just not necessary at this point. You're already married. It has to come out. Don't ruin the day. I don't think that, yeah, you should basically tell your wife's mom how pretty she is and how you thought she was the I believe that that is not good wedding day talk. Oh, I don't make, I don't value money. I don't know what the point of that was. It was so It's nice. just, even if it is a value of yours, like, can we wait till day two for that? And can we discuss that with her, not her mother? Exactly. It was just really unnecessary. But anyway, my note is Mitch is an idiot. Like, I know that financial success is not a priority, but you also want kids. How the hell are you going to raise your family? It's one thing when it's just you. And you're like, oh, okay, I can le- live off, you know, canned food and budget and, you know, live off, stay with someone. I don't know, couch hop, whatever. But when you have a family and you want a family, what do you think you're going to use to raise the kids? Anyways, kids are expensive in case you didn't know, Mitch. And you live in California. I think he thought if he picks up enough cans on the beach, that should, that should do it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to Justin and Alexis and he's with his brother. They're having a conversation. His brother is still preaching on how hard marriage is. This man is so miserable in his marriage. <laughs> that is our deduction. Um, <laughs> his <poor> brother. <laughs> Where was she anyways? Was she at the wedding? Cause I didn't see I her. I didn't see her, but you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. So his brother um, says that he was still on the fence about the whole thing, but he liked what Alexis had to say. And we see a flashback of her talking to them and saying that, you know, that's her man. She has his back. And now he has no more reservations. And I waited for Justin to cry and he didn't. So Maybe Alexis Justin heard me from eight months <laughs> later over the podcast. <laughs> he heard you in the future. So Alexis goes to talk to Justin's friends and asked what the cheat codes are, you know, to be with him. And they were like, don't assassinate his character. He's sensitive. And then someone asked her a stupid question, at least to me, if she's right or die. I mean, she's married. What is she going to do or say? 
But Alexis at this point is lit. And when I say lit, I mean she is buzzed with alcohol. And the person said, are you right or die? And Alexis is like, okay, dying is a bit much. <laughs> That's how I feel about that question. <laughs> she was like, was like, hold on, I'm right or die, but where are we going? <laughs> and who are we dying for? And that is me. She's like, dying is a bit much, but I am committed to this. In the confessionals, where it is very clear that she is lit, she says walking down the aisle, it wasn't so clear that this was the man of her dreams, but after getting to know him, the superficial the superficialness of walking down the aisle and not being attracted to him seemed very silly to her. Um, to- I wish she would. <laughs> I wish she wouldn't. Just like, bitch, I'm like, do you have to say it? She's speaking her truth. Just so- keep it inside. <laughs> to show you how lit that she was, they had to caption her words so we understood what she was saying. So, I thought they were giving them fake champagne. What happened? <laughs> I guess it's real now. So, so Justin is with her friends and her sister, and they're like, you know, you're so handsome. How are you going to protect her? And he says, besides God, he's going to put her first. And they really like that answer. I felt sorry for Lindy's brother at that moment. I was like, ah, <laughs> you could have justice, like. Jesus, but instead you got Miguel. <laughs> so Alexis, um, they back to Alexis and his friends. They ask, okay, so if you're upset, what should he do? Should he give you space or should he chase you? And she's like, uh, you need to chase me. If I block you, then you email me. If I don't answer that, then you do this and do that. But basically don't give her space, chase her. Um, she, he asks her sisters and friend, what are her red flags? And they said, the best answer you should ever give, take note, Chris from Alyssa's groomsman. I'm not telling you any red flags about her. I guess you'll have to find out yourself. <laughs> I think that is the best answer for everyone <laughs> to give and avoid. The all best issues. answer. <laughs> um Miguel is in the bathroom washing his hands and coincidentally Mitch goes into the bathroom and they run into each other. So they're having a concurrent wedding, I guess. And they were like, "Oh, I knew I heard a wedding, blah blah blah." So Miguel, he asks him how everything is going. Miguel tells him that, you know, he's happy, that everything is going well. Mitch gives a ho-hum answer, and they talk about Ben and how his wedding was delayed. And then Miguel is like, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all going to be good. You know, we're all great guys. Mitch did not seem like he agreed that they were all great guys. Sounds like Mitch. <laughs> you know. All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back with Stasia and Nate. I mentioned already, I already hate this meet the friends segment, but... um. Nate meets up with her sister and her friends and her sister asks, what are his true intentions with her? They're a giggly bunch. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter what Nate said. They were giggling the entire time and just maybe it was nervous laughter, but there was a lot of giggles. So Nate says that, you know, he just wants to get to know her and Stasha is talking to Derek. May I remind you guys that Derek is the friend who said you could have been posting bail, but here you are getting married. Um, 
he asks her what her flaws are and she says she's stubborn and she's not so vulnerable and it's going to take some time, you know, to consider him because she's been single for so long and she's used to doing things on her own. He brings up female friends, which I think everyone should take note of because I just think this is going to be a storyline because this is like the third time they're bringing up someone asked her, oh, what if he has female friends? Like, how would you feel or whatever? So I think this is going to be something in the future. They are not letting that go. It's, it is a, it's already a storyline. <laughs> um, she says she doesn't have a problem as long as there are clear boundaries and she would like to know what his boundaries are and make sure that they align. Stasha and Nate sit with Megan. Megan, may we remind you, is the girl we talked about last week who seems so sad that Nate was getting married. Again, the blonde girl. And they sat and they sit with each other. He didn't introduce them. Megan has to say, hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, Megan, this is my wife, Stasha. <laughs> so yeah, that was something. So she tells her that she is welcome you know, to reach out to her and hang out, that they do game nights. And Sasha's like, oh, you do game nights? Huh, interesting. I just, um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They have known each other for a year. Yeah. She mentions that they've known each other like just a year, that she moved out here and, you know, he was sweet and he was caring and he showed her around. But I think you mentioned earlier that he moved out here a year ago. So I don't know. I, one of them had to have been here longer because he couldn't have shown her around if he just moved out a year ago. I feel like maybe he had been here like two more months than her. You know, like that's why he was like, oh, I just got here too. I mean, I don't want to be like suspicious or anything, but the, the vibe with that girl is off. Very off. <laughs> So, and then the girl starts getting emotional and Stasha was like, huh, you're getting emotional. Why? You can tell Stasha hates this girl. <laughs> I'm with Stasha. I am with Stasha. <laughs> and I'm like, suspicious. So she mentioned again that, you know, we usually go hiking, we do sunsets, and the shady producers did a flashback to the vows where it is mentioned that Nate likes to do hiking and sunsets i guess we know who wrote that i didn't even think about that and maybe who might have written the freak in the sheets <laughs> jaw is on the floor i cannot believe what i'm hearing this is just all my guess because i was just like why did they flash back to the hiking and sunsets the coincidence is too much she's the oh. one he does it with so as they speak Megan is giving Nate like pure hard eye contact like looking him dead in the eyes <laughs> and saying how it's gonna be hard to shift attention to other things and find things to do and Stasha is like yeah and maybe not do game nights she's, I mean Stasha is not dumb she's just like this one needs to there's something very off about the whole thing this vibe was something. I can't wait for it to unfold because whatever instincts there are that Stasha has, just ding, ding, ding. It's right, it's right, it's right. At some point, there has to be a conversation. Have you ever slept with Megan? And I, and I, I want to bet he's going to say, it was just one time and it meant nothing. <laughs> and then we found out we're better off as friends. <laughs> I mean, I hope the answer is never, but oh my gosh, it's just... The fact, I, here's the point in their favor. If they were 
acting more shady about it, I would be more suspicious. I think whatever it is, I just really hope that Nate is honest and it's not a case where he says, no, we've never. And then it comes out that they have. I don't, I, she's, I will say that girl is strange. That girl, I mean, Nate acts, I think, more normal about it than she does, but she's odd. Also, best case scenario is that she has a crush on Nate, but Nate doesn't feel that way about her. But he knows, best, but he's like, that's my friend. What am I going to do? Best case. Is that best case? Because Sasha's going to be like, cut case. her off. Cut her off. <laughs> that is the best case. Uh, and I don't know. Oh, that's just so weird. I thought it was just so weird. She's I'm like, excited. do you want to go for, our, for our, our, our game nights together? Like, no, they don't. I mean, it's just a strange thing to invite someone to the first time you meet them. Oh, I can't wait because, you know, friends and family, she's going to be there. So, oh, <laughs> she will. She will. I, I'm a, thanks to her. I'm actually looking forward to friends and family, <laughs> which is not typically my favorite time of the show. <laughs> well, Sasha ends by saying like, yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about boundaries. <laughs> 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 so. Alexis and Justin have a garter moment. Uh, Justin is doing some cringy things. He crawls to her. He puts his head under on her leg. Alexis is just trying to save her mama, saying, Mom, just turn around. She's like, it's, this is awkward. I mean, between my husband and my mom right there on the corner. Justin goes in and they do make out. But that final move where he ends it like, you know how the Laker girls, when they do their dance and they end on their knees and they go flat on their back? That's how he ended his move. <laughs> um, but except he's like seven foot tall. I'm kidding. Six, eight. So that, yeah, that was something. It was something. It was something. All right. Eight. <laughs> Miguel and Lindy do their garter. Lindy jokes when he was coming through like, hey, I'm not wearing any. Then she goes, shoes. And then she goes, Miguel, what did you think I was going to say? Get your mind out the gutter. That was cute. Yeah, and she's then... so sheltered. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, he keeps it tame. You know, he just goes to her leg and he just takes it out with his hands and gets it out there. And he threw the garter and it was just four men over there waiting to catch the garter. One of them being her brother who caught it. Miguel's friends ask him, you know, what's happening after this? This is the obligatory, are you having sex tonight section. And Jess's friend asks Lindy, are you going to fuck or not? That is exactly what she said. This is not me being vulgar. And she's like, whoa. His friends are like, if this doesn't work, we didn't get answers, by the way. Do you remember getting answers? No, there's a lot of questions with no answers. Okay. I think uh, Lindy's DTF. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it's that's a question. <laughs> oh man. So his friends are like, you know what? This is uh Miguel's friends. They tell her, and this includes the mean friends, the one with the white beard, and then the girl that was the groomsman. They're like, if this doesn't work out, we're gonna kick you out and keep her instead. And I thought that was sweet. That's like it the was, highest compliment. It was cute. Um Mitch and Kristen again. She tells her friends that she's so happy and she's pleased. He tells his friends that he is, they're doing a side-by-side, -side, by the way. He tells his friends that it is surreal and there is potential for a physical attraction, but he's not going to feel comfortable jumping on top of her. 
Her friends have it so wrong because they're like, yeah, he totally feels the same way too. And then his friends tell him, like, don't be so laid back that she doesn't know that you're into her. And he's going on and on about how he's not the type to sleep with someone on the first night. His friend lets him ramble and it's like, yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> so I don't know what Mitch is going through, but he's going through something. The man, I no matter what, I feel like we have learned that he does not handle change or stress or he he's not done a good job here. He is not. He shouldn't have signed up for this show. So Stasha and Nate... Nate tells his friends that they definitely have chemistry and Sasha's friends are not that, you know, when we have these conversations, it would appear that the women were more, um, vulgar about this because Sasha's friend just said, are you busting it wide open <laughs> tonight? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not busting anything tonight. And Nate says, if it happens, it happens. And then one of his friends was like, what if it's just boring missionary all the time? And did she ask about the freak in the sheets? And and are they trying to find out who said it? I don't know why they said that. But one of her friends was like, I think his dad said that. I'm like, why would it be the dad? Like, how was that the first option? They were just, they were like, who is the safest person? <laughs> but I don't know how the dad became the safest person, but somehow that's the safest person. I think I would think his friends would say it as a joke first before even his dad. But yeah, they giggle about it because Stasha's friends, that's a giggly crew. We go back to Alexis and Justin and her friends are asking her and Alexis is like, yeah, we're not going to have sex tonight. Justin is joking and his friends ask him, he claims that he was joking, but he was like, uh, someone is getting digged down tonight. This is all a lot of blips. And we've talked about it like Justin does not is not alive if he's not making a dick joke or saying something about a dick or his dick or any dick or whatever. But he's like, he's getting dick down tonight that there's physical attraction, but for real, they're probably just going to kiss and talk and just be comfortable. Might I add that all they've done all night, they've been making out all night. And we're talking like passionate, getting in tongue kisses. Um, Her friend asked her, what if you get tempted no, sorry. His friend asked him, like, you know, I know you've been celibate, but what if you get tempted? And Justin is like, well, if I do get tempted, she's going to get digged down. I'm like, something about the way Justin talks sounds like someone trying to impress his friends. It doesn't sound genuine. It doesn't at all. Mm. And honestly, I was having trouble following the conversations with all of the bleeping. Oh, yeah. All of it was dicked. <laughs> So Alexis' friends ask him, ask her, like, oh, since he's super tall, that is she scared about him being endowed? And Alexis says a thing I never, ever thought I would hear her mouth. She says, well, you know, we've measured our vagin my vaginal canal before, and Ada had so many questions. <laughs> I mean, based on this information, Alexis has found out a lot of information about different parts of herself that I don't know that we all know. I mean, good for her. No one should know your body more than you. But I think one of my first questions was, we measured my vaginal canal. I don't know if she, that was just her being tipsy. And she said, we, because I'm like, you and your friend? Maybe the friend is a doctor? But I don't know if she just meant she did it alone, but I'm like, two of you had the time to go measure? Anyways, many questions there. But I also don't know 
whatever. Her friend is like, <laughs> how are we estimating? How did we get here? I'm like, friend, I'm asking that too. How did we get here in this conversation? So we move on to Stasha and Stasha is emotional again and she's crying and she feels like Nate is the one. If we were betting, I just would never have thought that Stasha would be the crying one <laughs> this season, but she's cried a lot. Um, we get the clips of them in their rooms that we are going to see again next week. Like we never saw them do that. And Justin says he just wants to love her, not to her face, thank God, that he just wants to love her so hard. He wants to love her so hard that she won't have to wonder twice if she's loved. So Aww. I wasn't sure if you thought it was cute or ill. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Okay. That was cute. So they're in the room. They kiss a lot. They're kissing, kissing, kissing. Then they sit and they're cuddling in the room. He's like rubbing her arm. And she mentions how she's her grandma's namesake and her, her middle name is Grace. And Justin says, I'm going to tell you something weird. I've always wanted to name my daughter Grace. Alexis says, oh, I don't want girls. I want little boys because it's a slimmer chance of them being hoes. At, at this moment, last week, Taylor, I said, I'm not sure if I like Alexis. <laughs> and at this moment, I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't like Alexis. I can't be liking a woman who hates women. That was not a good statement. I was like, no. Uh. Yeah, the misogyny. Anyways, so he asked her what her reaction was when she saw him walk down the aisle. And she was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I've definitely seen his picture on Hinge. And then he had the guiltiest look on his face. I think he might have even looked at the camera. (laughs) And then he asked, how long ago was this? And he's like, four months ago? I was surprised this is the first time we're hearing this. She did not say this in any of the confessionals, or she did, and they cut it out? They sprung it on us, and it was it was good. That was some good television, because <laughs> I was not expecting that. I wasn't sure what I was hearing, <laughs> because I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, wait, so they knew each other? So... Oh, like- if you saw her, if if you saw him, how did he not see you? Yep, but we get the answer in after party. We sure do. So he says, are you sure it was me? Like, you know, uh, I have that look and I'm so glad she cut him off. Like <laughs> no one else is walking around seven foot tall. And also, Justin, what look? Nobody, like that's oh, not a common look to be confused by somebody. So, and yeah, seven foot not tall. Not for a second. Around. Nope. But she's like, we're good. That's superficial to me. I don't care. But I'm asking. This man is keeps insisting he's been celibate for a year and a half, but it looks like he's been dating. We got the story in After Party like he was talking to people and now he was unhinged four months ago. So he was just dating people, not kissing them? I, I was very, very confused by the question, when did you see me? <laughs> he looked guilty AF. Because when she said four months, I'm like, okay, well, four months ago, you probably weren't even in casting for this show. Yeah. So why would it have mattered if you had been on Hinge four months ago? But apparently I just think- you were probably on it a couple weeks ago. But it's like, if she saw you on there, then she was on there too. Like, I didn't understand that at all. I just think the fact that that was his first question, 
he was trying to figure out, okay, what route am I going with this? <laughs> but anyway, Justin says that, you know, she makes him feel wanted and aid. The next thing that happens, my jaw is on the floor. They kiss and she says, I'll be right back. I'm just going to take a shower. <laughs> How many seasons of Maps have we watched? How many? Nary a whiff of a mention of a person getting clean. None. Every season we are on shower watch on wedding night. We have not seen anyone mention it. Maybe they do it. We have not seen wet hair. But she does say she is going to take a shower. And that is a MAPS first, y'all. So Justin says he doesn't want them to rush sex. And he wants both of them to be ready. This man has taken off his shirt. He's sitting down talking to to the producers. And the night is not complete unless Justin talks about his dick. And he tells the producer... My dick is hard as a rock, yo. My dick is hard. It's going to be a long season, Aid. (laughs) You know, if I'm being honest, I just don't like either one of them. (laughs) They have cute moments. They have all moments. But things like this happen and I'm like, oh, why is this happening? I just, I cannot, I I cannot. (laughs) Alexa tells us that it felt good kissing him all day and she's surprised that she's this comfortable. She says she is comfortable, so, you know, she gotta be prepared. If something happens in the middle of the night, she needs to be cute. So she wears this cute outfit. She got her wig all laid, her hair all nice. And they're playing sex music in the background and we see them in bed making out. They're under the covers and we see her tell him, keep your celibate hands to yourself. And then he says, I will, unless you tell me not to, which I thought was kind of hot. And that was it for the episode. We see the previews for next week, and we see that Alexis has her black girl vacation braids in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, something that we didn't talk about is um, I might be tall, but I stand for you all. Oh, God. I quite enjoyed their conversation about both being class presidents and I feel like class presidents are destined to marry one another, aren't they? Hey, is this another fact? I don't think so. I've never thought about that. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the, convers- the that conversation. I don't think it registered with me. Um, It, it registered with me, I think. They, they both sounded like overachievers in high school. I mean, good for them. I hope it works out for them. But yeah. They had their cute moments. They also had their want want moments. I mean, it's funny because their want want moments are individual. <laughs> their <laughs> moments together are very good. That is true. That is true. All right. Tane, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Miguel and Lindy for knowing what the glass clink meant and kissing each other immediately. Who has yours? Mine goes to Miguel and Lindy because. They gave me so much hope. I was like, they might be able to do this. They might be able to bring the beautiful romantic story back to Maps. I think they can do it. They had a lot of good moments. They were so good to each other. I was like, please, please don't break my heart. I know. We think you can. We think you can. We're all rooting for you. Who has your burnt ashes? Oh, my ashes goes to Alexis. That host comment was not okay. Did not appreciate it. Did not want to hear it. Not cool. Who has yours? Oh, mine goes to Mitch. Oh, it was, 
I think if you took each one of his things, they would just be small things. But in the collective, it was just him. He was really bad on his wedding day. And if Kristen was a different person, it would have been more apparent. But she covered for him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find Tamed with Nana on the Rewatch podcast. They just finished rewatching Sex in the City season five. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Next time someone decides to surprise a pregnancy on us, that's where you'll find it. <laughs> we, we love hearing from you guys on social media. Yes, and we're also available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.